Hello, and welcome to Ponderings from the Perch, the Little Bird Marketing Company podcast. I'm Priscilla McKinney, and with me today are three amazing hosts, and I better be on my A-game because these are my peers. (laughs) So if there ever was a jury of peers, it is here right now today. So I have with me uh, Adam Jolly and Jamin Brazil and Z or Zoe, because I call her Zoe. Um, And we're going to talk a little bit about not only our own podcast, but also really why we're here today, because you all know that I am going to die on the hill of collaboration is the new competition. I truly believe that unless as professionals, we come together in a way that is meaningful and help each other with the next way forward, we are not going to be able to accomplish what we want to accomplish, have the kind of impact we want to have. And I really believe our own teams and our own professions, our own companies are going to suffer. And so kind of getting people past that, oh my gosh, I don't want to talk to my competitor idea (laughs) is really important for me. And I'm going to caveat that real quick before we get started by saying it's not about giving away your trade secrets. It's not about not doing a good job in your work. It's not about going after an amazing client and making sure that they come and are loyal to you as a company. That's all great. But along the way, there are so many ways that you can collaborate, so many ways that you can make a difference. And these people in my life, are those people. So I'm going to first give them a chance to talk about their podcast, who they serve, how it came about. And I really want you to go out today and make sure that you actually subscribe to these podcasts. And important for me, uh, do them a solid. And actually, after you listen to an episode, go review it because that's how people actually find this great stuff. So we're going to talk about that. And we're going to talk about some unexpected things that come up when you collaborate and how it really creates a lot of beauty in the world. So Adam Jolly, I'm going to let you go first with your ride. Yeah. So, uh, Adam Jolly, uh, host of the ride podcast. Uh, I co-host with Adam Dietrich and I think like our audience is, I wouldn't say C level. <laughs> it's more uh, senior management, I would say, but also, uh, most of what we talk about is just innovative things and, and where some money is flowing in and out of market research. Um, and really like what is next in market research. Mm. So, um, our, our goal is to not take ourselves too seriously, but be kind of uh, kind of that water cooler approach to how you talk about things in the industry. Okay. Um, we started the, the podcast really. Um, so I had started a previous podcast with a company and honestly, for years I had, I'd worked so hard on trying to find out who my competitors personas were, what were their brands about? What was my company's persona, my brand about? And then I got to this point to where, I was uh, right in the middle of jobs and didn't know what my personal persona was, what my personal brand was, who I wanted to be uh, when it comes to putting things out there professionally. Um, And so when we started this podcast, I was like, it's just going to be us. Like, this is how we talk. Like, Adam Diedrich and me are are my co-hosts. We have the same talk probably four times a week about different technologies that are coming up, different firms that are coming up, and we just happen to record it for an hour. Um, and so that's uh, that's our goal. As long as we can stay true to that, I, I feel pretty good about the podcast. Yeah, I love it. And I have to say, I'm kind of like nodding like, oh, isn't that interesting? Yeah, no, I freaking listen to every episode. <laughs> um, and it's so funny because once you subscribe to your friend's podcast, you get all of the inside jokes. So, you know, over time, I may not get to yours the very day it launches or, you know, likewise for you guys, but, you know, within a couple of days or in the next week, or I'll catch up on the weekend or something. And sometimes it's just, you know, it's just tears because you're laughing about a compounded inside joke for a while. (laughs) Um, Definitely, I would say the thing I think 
think you miss is that I think for people coming even new to this industry, your podcast is super important because the Adams really break down what's going on. Like what are the moving parts in this industry? And I think that's something that is obviously great for people who have been around a long time, but for someone coming in brand new, I think it's a great, a great, great podcast to start with. So um, yeah. So give them the exact name, Adam, so they can find it. Yeah. It's the ride podcast. Yeah. Okay. And thank you. No, that's a great idea. Like people that are coming in. Cause I, I don't know if there's too many podcasts out there that are telling you what agile market research supplier is most like a friend's character right. out there. <laughs> We're basically Buzzfeed quizzes for market research. For market research. You yeah. really do have a corner on that market. That's very good <laughs> sure. of you. Yeah, we own that. Yeah. Okay. So everybody calls her Z. I call her Zoe. You can call her whatever you want, whatever you do, give her a review today. So tell us a little bit about MR Explorer. Yeah. So MR Explorer and the way it's spelled is the letters M R X and then spell the rest of the word Explorer. Um, it actually started because I worked for a firm where I was doing a daily blog And when I left that firm, you know, you have, you get into those habits and suddenly you get out of those habits. It, it felt like a piece of me was missing by not having this daily expression of, or, or even a daily opportunity to go dive into the market, see what's going on and and put things out out there. Um, So I kept, I started the MR Explorer as a blog. And then later I decided to transition into a podcast because (laughs) I thought that'd be easier than writing a blog post. (laughs) 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 I have learned since that's not the case. Um, But it's kind of evolved over the, over the years that it's been around. I want to say it's been around for three years now. Uh, Mm -hmm. It started as just me. And then this last year, I actually finally convinced one of my friends who literally lives just up the road from me, um, finally convinced her to come on as a co-host and and help with having conversations about market research. Our audience, um, it spans from people who have been in the, it's really anyone in the market research industry or anyone who's interested in market research. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing that we like to do is we have essentially kind of a short series of interviews that we do with different people. We decided this year we were going to do two, one focused on diversity, equity, and inclusion in market research. And then another one that we are uh, kind of getting back into, which is we're calling it the 101 series. So for people who either are new to career or have been in career for a while, but want to learn about a next, another path that they might want to pursue within market research, giving them just a little bit of insight into what that is. How do you learn about it? How do you apply it and be that resource? Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. And it's interesting because it's been fun to watch your podcast morph a little bit and to be not quite so just um, a set in what it is we're doing. I love this series approach. We're going to come back to that just a little bit. So Jamin, tell everybody about your podcast. And I think you go down as the winner here for the most number of episodes that any of us have ever put together. (laughs) So if there's just around 400 episodes, (laughs) (laughs) invisible trophy of you made a lot of episodes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I have made a lot of episodes and it's interesting, um, you know, the evolution that you, as you kind of started the conversation today, um, or Adam, I should say you did, uh, with respect to your personal brand and and how that really 
um, as you go through the journey of podcasting, you start developing and refining what that brand is um, and, and also your methodology. And I think that's something that's always in flux, to be quite honest. Um, and as soon as we become stale in our approach, I think that's when we're really in, in, in uh, a high level of probability of being disrupted in the short term. Um, definitely, 100% in the long term, but even in the short term. I mean, you look at the number of podcasts. I, I think this year we will have four times more podcasts in, in the market research or insights community. I include UX and, and CX in that um, than we did even a year ago. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just, it's the time of podcasts. It's very exciting. My podcast, Happy Market Research Podcast. Love it if you'd check it out. Um, we're structured around a, uh, uh, we do four to six series a year. Um, uh, we inter- we, so we just launched a new series, How to Manage a Successful Career in Consumer Insights. Uh, we talked to professionals that um, have actually done that and some that are aspiring to that. We have a college student who's graduating right now um, in that cohort as well. And so uh, each one of the interviews is um, long form. So they're about 20 to 30 minutes in length. Um, we do a capstone episode at the beginning Capstone episode is basically this highly produced, we pull excerpts, et cetera. Um, it's kind of like the, the a 15 minute cliff notes of the whole series. So you could just listen to that if you wanted to, um, and then maybe pick out specific guests that you would want to like piggyback on. So that's our current structure. Super fun. I'm really, I'm, I enjoy it. I, I have a uh, uh, co-host and also executive producer, Chu Yang. Um, she's been with me now for three years, if you can believe that. Uh, but yeah, it's been, it's, it's been a joy. I, th- I think probably my biggest learning from the whole thing is has been the Priscilla, your framework that you launched, um, which is competition, or sorry, collaboration is a new competition. You know, that is that resonates so well with me because I do think this is a rising tide opportunity and partnerships with the other podcasters. It's not like a zero sum game. Um, it's a, we're going to raise the bar and help each other out and et cetera, et cetera. And I think it's a, it's developing this nice micro community. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it's interesting. We'll talk a little bit about that because just recently I was working with some people in, uh, in, in in-person research, a big consortium Mm -hmm. of people came together. Obviously they've been very impacted by COVID where qualitative was not being done in person. And I reached out to Adam and Adam and I was like, Hey, you know, this is a really important story to be told. And this is something that is helping, you know, the industry as a whole. Would you guys mind having a couple of these people on your podcast? And of course they were, you know, as I like to say, they like to do what I say. (laughs) So, and I promise you, when you call me, I will do what you say. (laughs) Um, But it was so cool because, you know, to your point, Jamin, that collaborating, we're not always collaborating so that we get something out of it. We might be collaborating so someone else gets something out of it, and it is a rising tide. This is why Little Bird Marketing, you know, uh, you know, sponsors the MR Podcast of the Year Award because we want to not only give someone an award because, as uh, as Zoe said. Uh, it's not easy to produce a podcast. So we're going to laugh about that a little bit and we'll cry a little bit later and we'll talk to people a little bit about really what does it take to get one off the off the ground. But it is a labor of love. We, we all know this. And so the importance of finding some other people who can help you and also the more people we just get interested in listening you know, audibly to, you know, to information, the more they're going to hear other ideas, you know, through, through other podcasts. And so 
I love it when I get a shout out on any one of your podcasts and I give you guys ones, but we want to make, make sure that people explore what's out there because I may not be the right, uh, you know, podcast for anybody because for me, ponderings from the perch, you know, we're, we're a marketing company. We happen to serve the market research industry. Now I do get to, uh, interview amazing leaders in this industry. And I also try and make a point of not just, uh, talking to the highest level, but also who are the emerging leaders and who are the people who, who, you know, are just starting and have very crazy ideas that we should all probably listen to. Right. So it's not about just finding the, the highest people in the industry, but we all are coming at it from a very different approach. And I think it is giving a lot of, um, a lot of oxygen to new ideas in the industry. So let's talk a little bit about structure and how people structure their podcasts. Um, and uh, we'll start with you, Jamin. How about that? Like you, you mentioned about your series. And so we know what your structure is. So for you, could you talk a little bit, how do you determine what, what series you're going to do? Where, where does that idea come from? We in uh, at, at the, in Q4, we, calendarize is that it so we, we build a calendar for um, the following year and we pick what topics are going to we think are going to be relevant and trending so you know uh, we pivot based on on um, you know what happens covid last year really disrupted our our everything <laughs> we went from in-person podcasts almost exclusively to virtual podcasts exclusively which was a massive change for us um, you know black lives matter was really big for us um, we did a whole series on diversity and inclusion. We even did an audit of our own podcast series to see if we were uh, diverse and inclusive. And we found out that we were not. Um, I I went through, uh, I think it was a four month period where I had a bunch of white people, no offense, fellow white people, um, on, you know, on the, on this, on the series. And so now what we've done is um, we've made sure that, you know, our, uh, our, our voice is representative mm -hmm. of all people groups um, and, and genders, et cetera. So I think that there's, I think there's, you know, the, the, the structure of the podcast from my vantage point is really important because it gets to Adam's ethos, which is, you know, you really are in this level of self-discovery and the, and like, and like, if you, you think about like Meryl Dubrow's structure, he's very much from the hip, right? I mean, he's going to, he, and he does a great and it's super entertaining and, and interesting. Whereas I'm highly scripted um, structurally. I literally script out my questions. I give it to my uh, in, uh, guests ahead of time. So they have an understanding of what we're going to talk about and they can feel well prepared. Um, I brief them. So, you know, because I want to be, I want it to be a very successful, uh, a very successful experience for, for them as well as the, as well as the listeners. But see, that's like, that's like my thing. I don't think that's at all right for somebody like Merrill or, you know, for, or for many other, other people. Yeah. And Adam and Adam really have a, a probably the most highly structured of all of us here. So Adam, give us a little bit of a breakdown. I mean, I, including your wonderful halftime show. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so for us, it, it was really <laughs> when we met, we first started going through this and we meet quarterly probably to where we think, what is the most important thing to you right now? And to me, I always thought, well, I don't know what's going on in the industry. Besides, like, I get, like, the MR web, like, the daily research news reports. Um, and so I get those, so I know. And then I want to have, like, in a spotlight on innovation of what someone's doing and then just talk to people. I mean, honestly, I, I don't know how successful we would be as a podcast if the world was normal again and we still had 
conferences and we still had like traveling client trips, those type of things where there was so much interaction. And to a point, like our structure of how things are is a complete, like we benefit so much from like the curiosity and the thirst for knowledge of just this industry. I mean, I don't, I, again, I don't see this happening in like hard manufacturing. Like there's not like, you know, iron or marketing research or, you know, those type of podcasts um, because there's so much curiosity. And so um, I knew that I wanted to do news every week and not talk about the news and give my opinion on it, but just like, this is the news, this is what's happening. And then also like be structured with our news too. Like really do, Hey, so-and-so got funding. So-and-so did this kind of a merger. So-and-so did, has this new product. Not so much the we're up, we're down. Somebody got a, a new job, those type of things. Um, and then for, for Adam, like um, we struck lightning in a bottle with the polling and it's coming out during a presidential election year. Um, and the type of work that he does, the the inroads that he has in uh, the political scene. And so um, that was huge for us. I mean, we were at, at one point, we were doing like 50 minute episodes and 35 minutes on it was about political polling and trying to equate that back to market research and like try to somehow make polling innovative at all because, you know, everyone thinks about robocalls and then like trying to get, you know, it was it was a lot of dots to connect, but uh, those are things we're passionate about. And then the halftime show was always, um, how can we have the most fun? And now we're having our guests sit on on those so that people can get a little bit more personality um, rather than just me and Dietrich with our, our little inside jokes uh, about everything. Uh, and it's they are been, good um, though. They are good, including the roller coaster. It's very good. <laughs> yeah, it's it's good. But part of that is just like I mean, we've been best friends for eight years, and we have this big brother little brother relationship. And so, like, there's I, I would say every the thing that I edit the most every week is the halftime show of editing out our little like nudges and like pinches on each other. <laughs> uh, but having that structure every week has allowed us, okay, every week we can come down on a Monday. So we record on Tuesdays, like this is each segment, bullet points, it's all Google sharing docs. So we map out everything we want to talk about and we can kind of get a rough idea about time was. So when we first started recording and we didn't have structure, I mean, there's hour and 15 minutes, studies, hour and 20 minutes. That's a, that's beyond commute. It's beyond just being a voice in someone's ear. That's a, that's a preach. That's a lecture to somebody. <laughs> um, and so by being more structured and getting that down and trying to get in that sweet spot of 30 to 45 minutes, which I pray we can get there someday. Um, that that's where structure has been the biggest benefit for us. Okay. Well, uh, just so you know, um, uh, full disclosure, I listened to all of you at 1.2 <laughs> times. So when I talk to you guys live, it's like, Hmm, they don't talk as fast as they do. <laughs> <laughs> but it, you know, the news is invaluable to me that you guys do. I don't have any other place. Of course. Yeah. Like you said, I get, you know, DRNO and MR web, but uh, the news is really important to me because it's actually more interesting to me to see what you pick out of the news because you guys are in the industry and also what you think that means. I, I, I can't distill yeah. the news as well as you guys can. And what, you know, what should I be thinking about this? Obviously, you know, I can think for myself, but I really want to know what you guys think about it. And I think there's a real value, you know, there. Yeah. Yeah. It's really good. So Zoe, you are really the odd man out here in that you do not have an interview, like guess, 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 guess. You really have not gone with that format. So tell us a little bit about that and also how that morphed a little when you did the diversity and inclusion piece but, you know, that, that's not the heart of what you're trying to do with your podcast. So tell us a little bit about how different that structure is. Yeah. So 
really what happened is uh, the reason it started with just me as the host talking into a microphone uh, was like I said, I kind of wanted to take my voice that I had been putting on a blog post and just put it in a vocal post for <laughs> a podcast. Um, and for me, it's, I've always been told that I have a unique way of viewing things that are happening in market research. And so it was my opportunity to that. And honestly, the market research community had done so much to help me with other people's podcasts, other people's blogs, Twitter, et cetera. When I was starting in this community, it was such a massive help for me to be hearing from people who were in the market, who were doing this. And so I decided I wanted to give back in my own way. And uh, so it started with just me kind of taking things that were interesting to me that I saw and the whole idea of I'm art explorers. I'm always future, future directed. I'm always looking at what's coming down the road, always looking at two, three, five years from now, where does it look like we're going to be as an industry? And so I brought that into the podcast. Um, when I brought on my friend, Christina, as a co-host, uh, not going to lie, she really drove putting a little bit of structure because for her, this was a brand new thing. This was a brand new experience of being a podcast host. And she was really, really nervous about just going in and shooting from the hip, which is totally what I had been doing when it was just me. And so we started to talk through what are the things that we want to discuss? Let's think about it for a week and then we'll go ahead and record something. When we started to bring in guests, um, we have uh, a discussion guide. It's almost as though we're doing a one-on-one -on -one interview for research because essentially that's kind of what we're doing. And so we do a discussion guide. We send it to our guests beforehand so that they can take a look at it. We let them know we love to laugh. We love to go off script. And I can see over time, I've, I've really enjoyed having Christina as a co-host because she, I can see her becoming more comfortable with every episode. And you know, not being scared to go off script a little bit. Like someone says something industry, let's, let's dive into that a little bit more. Let's see what you have to say about that. Let's, let's dig in. It's not on the, the discussion guide. And then the other thing that we do is both of us will have the discussion guide up. And uh, as we are talking and as we're listening to our host, we will type each other notes in the discussion guide. Like Christina, you should take this question or, Hey, we're going to skip this entire section and <laughs> let's just go to the bottom. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, you know, I love that. And even though you haven't um, been having guests on for the majority of it, there is this interesting dynamic between the two of you. And so I think that's yeah. that, that collaboration is also, you know, super interesting. Okay. Yeah. So I'm going to go first on this one. I'm going to give you a couple of seconds to think about the answer to this, but I would like to hear if you have something to share about, you know, some other kind of un, uh, unexpected collaboration or client or project or something that came up from someone you had on your podcast um, or someone who listened to your podcast and, you know, gave you back some other feedback or things like that. Um, I probably should give a shout out right now for all of us to Julie Kurd because I think she's all of our number one fans, right? Yeah. She listens to all of us and then she'll, oh yeah, and, um, Priscilla, when Adam said this on his podcast about you and then Jamie, you know, she just, I, I, I listen 
um, you know, to her feedback. And I can tell she's listening to the four of us and more. So uh, Julie Kurt gets the invisible trophy of being the number one fan. But I'm going to tell a story. I actually had, um, I had Siggy Hale on and uh, he at that time, they, they rebranded. Now they're called Alpha Diver. And he's a neuroscientist. So, you know, when you think it's, you know, yeah, it wasn't a rocket science scientist I had on. But let me tell you, this guy was smarter than I am. So it was super fun. No. Because I neuroscience just, and rocket science are pretty. You know, close I feel like you know they're they're close, they're the same. right? Um, let's see, cultural anthropologist and neuroscientist. <laughs> <laughs> so I just got really curious, which is what all of us do, right? And I had such an amazing um, interview with him. And uh, I think that he really appreciated also my my side of curiosity because you know, one of the things with neuroscience and behavioral studies and market research is that they are trying to, and I'm not going to say dumb it down, but they are trying to bring it into real applications so that people outside of neuroscience can really understand what does this mean to me? And when, why should I be looking at this? Why should I take this so seriously? So I was able to really approach them, uh, the questions, you know, from the, just that sincere level of, of curiosity. And so we struck a, a, um, a, such a great conversation, struck such a great uh, relationship. And later on, someone else in his team invited me back. I was actually on a panel for Royal Bank of, uh, of Canada and I was on there with several other people from the industry, but really they looked at it and said, well, Priscilla, Based on the pandemic, you know, a lot of our capital investors are saying, what should we be asking market researchers and what should we be asking marketers? And it was this intersection of a world where someone really understood where I sat and what kind of expertise I have and what kind of a privileged view I have when that, you know, I hear I interview so many marketers and I interview so many market researchers, you know, so it turned into this really great opportunity. I wasn't expecting made so many other, um, you know, relationships with other colleagues. It was just, it, it was kind of like the ideal. And I think that people don't always see that when you collaborate with other people and you give them your platform, you give them your stage that you carefully built, they can also give you a different stage that they've carefully built. And it's not necessarily, you know, a money return all the time, but it does return to you back in other gravitas and, 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 and you know, and just uh, opportunities and credibility in the industry. So that's one of my success stories. So who wants to volunteer to go with a success or you could be as specific as you want um, or generic if you need to, you know, protect the names of the innocent involved. <laughs> so who's got a story for me? Um, I'll, I'll kick that. I'll kick it off. Uh, I'll follow that. So there are two success stories that have really touched me from the, the MRI Explorer podcast. Um, one is someone who decided to start her own podcast as a result of listening to MRI Explorer and, and honestly, all of our podcasts, she's, she reached out to me and, and another host and, and started asking tell me what you use. How do I get it out there? How do I publish? How, like what equipment should I have? Um, and she now is starting her own market research podcast. And I think it's absolutely amazing that, you know, she felt comfortable reaching out to a couple of other people in the industry who have podcasts to, to learn. And, and I think that's one of the cool things about collaboration is just that ability to reach out and ask questions and know that you're going to get responses. Mm. Um, the other one is uh, Christina has 
we have, you know, mutual connections and we brought one of those people onto the podcast. And next thing we know, she's like sending notes to us saying, I'm making everyone in my company listen to that episode and I'm going to make sure that you have other people come in. And, and just one of the things that we have really been mindful of is we didn't want to bring just high level people onto the podcast. We really wanted to bring in people who are more junior in role to share their voices because we know that this is a way that they can elevate themselves. They can share this with their peers. They can share this with their managers to say, look, I got invited as an expert in this field to share my perspective. And it's been really cool to see some of the guests that we've had, you know, they're out there and they're pushing the podcast because of the episode that they were on. And it's, uh, and so, yeah, it's very much the spirit of us bringing people in to help elevate them in return ends up just making a difference all around. It's yeah. really been, really been sweet to see. Oh, I love that. I love that. Um, okay. Jamin, Adam, who's up next? You guys got one? Okay. Yep. I'll go. Uh, I, I mean, your point about monetization is really important, Priscilla, and that is you don't start a podcast to make money. Mm-hmm. Your podcast can make money, uh, but and it can make money directly through sponsorships, et cetera. Mine does. Mine does actually really well. Um, but that's not the that's not the motivation, right? It's 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 all about and it didn't make any money for the first two two and a half years. <laughs> so like <laughs> oh, get okay. ready for a cost Was I supposed to make money the money. first two and a half? <laughs> I'm just I'm just wondering, we're supposed to make money? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're supposed to spend it, so we got to figure out the backfill for that. <laughs> so the so you know that what's what's really been I think for me elevating is as I mentioned before, this is the day of the podcast, and I think if you're a business inside of the insights community, and maybe I mean Priscilla, you would be the definitive answer on this, but maybe even more broadly um, in other in other sectors as well, you really ought to have a podcast. It gets it's vital that you have a podcast. And the reason why is because psychologically your listener connects with you as a host uh, or hostess. And, um, and that's, that connection is really important because they're, they're consuming you to entertain them in a passive way when they're doing stuff they hate, mm-hmm. commuting, mowing the lawn, you know what I'm saying? Watching their kid's soccer game. Maybe they don't hate that, but you know what I mean? Most of that's not very funny. <laughs> So don't, we won't tell anyone. Jim. Yeah. Don't tell my poor kids. They're already in counseling. It'll be fine. So, <laughs> but, but like, so it, 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 you have this bridge that is being built with your uh, target customer. And, and that's, what's really important because if you don't build that bridge for them, that somebody else is going to build the bridge and, and, and you do have a unique voice. And the other part I would say is like one of my big learnings and this took me, unfortunately, a good year to figure out was that I need to frame every episode with what is the listener going to get out of it. So, for example, with my podcast, it's it's really three things, right? I always, if it's a if I'm interviewing somebody like um, on the brand side, the the head of insights for the Gap or whatever, right? I always ask a question: What do you wish market researchers would do that they're not doing right now? Like, where's the white space? So, if you're a salesperson, and that you know, person with budget says something, then you can call them because they want you to call them. 
right? That's really important. And I have other ones too. I don't want to dominate the platform, but, but you know, my, my, my point has been that I'm able to, um, by in a passive way, build a relationship with somebody. And then when they have a need or want to connect or whatever, um, then all of a sudden it just like opens up. And so um, my recent guest that I, uh, the episode will air next week, um, she's a college student out of uh, uh, Chicago. Her teacher, they, they teach market research and they have six of our episodes that are mandatory listening. Uh, they're even tested on, which is hilarious, right? And that's not wow. the only college. There's five colleges right now that have reached out to me that say that they're using the, the, the podcast as content. So like, and that's, what's that doing for us? It's broadening our reach, right? Into the next generation of, of insights professionals, uh, which is super exciting. So, I mean, I mean, always want to frame the um, episode in the way that's going to add the most value to your customer or your listener, your customer, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, and I think the way Adam's doing that with like, with news is, is super insightful and a, and a great hack in order to add value. Yeah. I like, so there, there's a lot of good uh, things to unpack there, monetization, also just helping the industry, but you become the authority. And I think that is something that a lot of people, it gets lost on them. But the recent Gartner report that came out that said in the B2B industry, 92% of B2B buyers want to work directly with the named uh, top influencer in their, in their field. Right. So there are a lot of people that, that people can buy for from, Right. But they want to actually know that they're, you know, talking to an industry leader. Well, yeah. four of us are industry leaders. There are a lot of other people who are industry leaders, but they're not visible. Right. And if you are not visible as a leader, then you cannot be reached. <laughs> and it, like, then what is that point there? You know, if nobody can see your authority or your expertise, and in this in this sense couldn't hear it, then you don't have a shot at working with those people. And that comes, you know, really very important for me. Obviously, I teach, you know, social media influence for B2B, but part and parcel of that is this world in podcasts and how much you can become visible and get, uh, you know, above the noise. So I think there's a lot to unpack there, Jamin. Thanks for that. So Adam, tell us about some kind of unexpected or great, you know, surprise you got from it. Um, that, you know, I'm sure you have so many. But yeah, I, I feel like, honestly, I feel like uh, and there's probably a lot of imposter syndrome here, but I feel like everything is unexpected. Like anything that, that gravy has come from this. And I know that like we've made connections with, with, you know, our pitch segment to where like they've gotten new board members. They've been able to use it to like talk to more funding or, or introductions to like investment banking. Um, so those are great. And that's like the business side, but personal wise, like I never expected this podcast to have the type of impact it had going into, um, you know, Seema Vasa Seema and I've been friends for years. We've always talked, but it wasn't until the podcast where like weekly we're sending each other text messages like, Hey, you haven't had such and such on yet. Or, Hey, are you talking about this? I don't want to double up. We've talked about like, should we have a Slack channel with all the podcasters to make sure that we yes. call the same people every <laughs> week? Right. Um, but like, and then it just started talking. She was like, and then finally one day was like, Hey, like, would you want to come work for me one day? And I'm like, yeah. And so like my whole career is based somehow off of this podcast. Mm-hmm. And then Going into, you know, last December, uh, you had me on to host the Insights Marketing Day to talk about podcasting. And Z was a guest on the panel. And like the last question I asked was, if you could start another podcast, what would it be? And Z was like, I'd love to start a mental health podcast. I just don't think there's enough out there. I don't think there's enough awareness out there. And then by like by four hours later, 
we had Zoom meetings scheduled and started like mapping out, like let's start a new podcast series where we talked about mental health and, and market research and everything that goes on to it. And like those two pieces there, like now are a part of my, my everyday life and just my every, like, yes, my brand, but like my personal well being and even like the stuff I don't put so that people like it on LinkedIn, like those things are like so huge to me now. And somehow it all came from, a little podcast idea and like getting your voice out there. And like, and you both have said it, Jamie, you said it, Priscilla, you've said it a couple of times. Yeah. I know you truly believe is like, this is like your opportunity for your voice to get so much more magnified than just writing blogs or pushing something on LinkedIn or having that social selling um, to where you can be that person and, and you can be whoever you want to be. All right. Like there, there's no other podcast that is going to interview people and like, get up and coming and people are looking for funding. There's no other podcast that's looking for like the everyday person in market research. You can get news. You can have series like our three podcasts are like all our individual voices. Mine just happens to be like a hip hop listening, like fake wrestling shtick sometimes, (laughs) but like it goes on and like clients hear that and like vendors hear that. And when I go to, and I, you know, when we go to conferences, I know it's the first thing I hear when I go into webinars or lunches or something. It's the first thing I hear is something about the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's such an easy tool that I think um, there definitely has been a spike for sure, but it could be so much more. Right. Um, and I really do feel like it's a, it's a rising tides lift off booth because it gives us so much more education and gives us so much of that thirst for knowledge that you're always looking for um, that we used to get from being around each other so often. And right. it's, it's weird. I mean, both Jamin and Z are hundreds of miles away on an opposite coast of me, but I feel like I, kind of have a sense of what's going on all the time just by listening to them. Um, and we have like a little bit of a kindred spirit there um, that you don't get from anywhere else, but from hearing somebody's voice. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I could not agree more. It is very intimate is I guess the word yeah. that comes up, you know, for me. So obviously we have all received so many benefits monetarily, but far beyond that in relationships and jobs in speaking, you know, engagements in, you know, being invited into, you know, new uh, consulting pieces. Z, you know, uh, I I know your podcast is not directly connected to your your role at Zappy, but it also brought about a thought process where you were like, now, wait a minute, here's the role I actually want to have. And it played a big part in how you were able to really wrestle through what you wanted to do next at Zappy. And Thank God Zappy's so progressive that they're like, what do you want to do, Z? <laughs> Let's figure it out for you, right? But I, I heard you like really work some of that out actually in your podcast. So obviously we all get tremendous benefit, but let's talk specifically to our audience. What are the things that we think they may not be doing? We invite you guys, all of our audiences to collaborate with us. What are some things that you think that people aren't doing that they should be doing with podcasts to take advantage of this whole thing that we've built? And I'll preface this by saying, you know, I talk a lot about LinkedIn. Obviously, I train people on LinkedIn. And that's a, you know, a a platform of 740 million people, right? Mm -hmm. 250 million that are active every day out there. So my question to you is, do you have a platform that has 250 million active users? No, you don't. And neither do I, (laughs) right? So instead, I jump on someone else's platform, right? We feel this way with podcasts. And I know I've talked with each one of you, all of us, all four of us have experienced a bigger spike in podcast listening during COVID, which actually has not been equal across the board. 
um, because you did see that um, there was some in just podcasting world where some of the podcasting um, listenership went down. Mm -hmm. Initially, people weren't commuting, people weren't doing some of the same routines and it got interrupted. But what we found was that after that interruption happened, people found new things also. So I know all four of us just, you know, maybe that's time and chance, or maybe it's just because the four of us are amazing hosts, um, but we've all experienced a much bigger wave and a lot more downloads um, uh, through and as we're coming, hopefully coming out of COVID. Um, but that those are benefits that we're having. We want you to jump on our podcast, our platform that we've carefully built. And I'll kick it off with one thing I think people should do that they're missing And that is, uh, you know, Adam, you talked about kind of that imposter syndrome or something. Everybody is reachable. (laughs) Okay. So when people reach out to me because they heard me on, you know, interview someone, that's great. But don't mistake, you know, the idea that I'm the only person to connect with on my podcast. Every guest that I have comes that comes on is available on LinkedIn. And at the end of every episode tells people what, you know, how to reach them and where they can reach them, why they should reach them and how they would be willing to help. And of course, you know, I started on LinkedIn, the hashtag always be helping. And so people who come on my podcast know that there's an ethos that they will pay it forward for someone. I paid it forward to them. I gave them a chance to be heard on my platform and I expect them to do that for my audience. So I wish my, my one wish is that I wish that people who listen to my podcast and really appreciate an interview would connect not only with me, but with my guests. If they enjoyed that interview, they should ask them another question, a follow-up or, or get something else out of that relationship, you know, in terms of even a 15 minute conversation to say, I don't want to sell you anything. You don't sell me anything. Let's get on for five or 10, 15 minutes and let's see if we can make something meaningful here. So I think that is the lost opportunity. So Z, I'll let you start. What what do you think other people, you wish other people would do and use the podcast that we do as a tool? I Well, first of all, the first thing that came to mind was exactly what you talked about, Priscilla, was the there isn't really a magic behind getting the people onto our shows that people think there is, right? right. It's not like we have developed such a strong presence in the market research industry that people are flank- flocking to our podcast to become guests. No, we we went and we reached out. One example is, so Jamin has been instrumental in doing this lunch on Tuesdays, right? And and he'll have someone who talks for five, 10 minutes about a particular topic. Well, one of the guests that he had was Pepper Miller. And I happened to attend that lunch. She was talking about her business and her role and changes with Black Lives Matter and what we can do be doing better in the industry. And so I went and I reached out to her on LinkedIn and I was like, would you mind coming on our podcast and helping us kick off a diversity and inclusion series? And that's, that's all it takes, right? Like we, collaboration is a new competition. I just love that. Any one of us would be more than happy to help get you an introduction to one of the people that we've had on the podcast. Yeah. These are approachable people. These are absolutely approachable people. 100%. I think the, I think the other thing though for me is if you're listening and you're getting some ideas and you're like, huh, I wish they would talk about this, send us a note. Like shoot us, shoot us a note and say, hey, I was thinking maybe you should talk about this other thing. Because 
content isn't easy. It's not easy to think of. It's not easy to do. And, and that kind of engagement, I think would just, it would be amazing. It would be incredible to get from listeners. Well, you, you've heard it here first. It's not easy to do a podcast. The content <laughs> is difficult. It, it can be tricky to monetize it. And some of us never monetize it. So, I mean, we've really pulled the curtain back here. So, okay, Jamin, I'm going to go to you. And then I'm going to end with uh, Adam on, on that number about like, you know, what do you, what do you think, you know, listeners should be doing to get more out of our hard work? Um, so if I'm starting a podcast, I am going to call Priscilla and say, Hey, will you be on my podcast? I'm going to talk to Adam and I'm going to talk to Zoe, uh, Z Johnson. Sorry. <laughs> so Z, Zoe, 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 now we're just, Zoe too. it's, it's all over. Uh-huh. So the, <laughs> Good thing the, you have an easy last name, Z. <laughs> I know. <laughs> The, I, when I introduced you on my podcast, I practiced that for like 15 minutes, by the I way. <laughs> so, so anyway, the, um, and the reason why is because, um, you're each going to, because I'm going to ask you to, you're each going to post something on LinkedIn and Twitter saying it was such an honor being on this podcast. Thank you so much for the opportunity. And I know that's going to touch each one of your connections that's in that, on that particular platform. So, you know, so that's where I would start. And that's what, that's what I think is the biggest lever to be able to get growth in your, in your listenership and in your own personal platform. It's free, right? I mean, I don't, none of us charge for being on a podcast. That'd be awesome. But <laughs> nobody would pay dear me on their podcast. But, you know, I mean, and so, so it's a blanket invitation, I guess, right? So we're, we're happy to help you. We're happy to help promote you, Um and then, you know, the the, la- the second thing, because I have to do two since since she did two, uh, <laughs> is is audio quality is really important. Um, your your listeners are consuming, taking the time to consume the content. So take the time to, you know, put in the effort to make sure that your audio quality is, it doesn't have to be like NPR quality, but it should be way better than just out of a cell phone. I love it. I love it. Adam, what about you? Yeah, my biggest... I- I think that there's a right way to do it. And I don't think I necessarily know what it is, but to use <laughs> podcasts for, for selling, like if you're a salesperson mm-hmm. and to use that for interest. And so I've, I have done it successfully in the past where like I heard, I would hear somebody on a podcast, somebody from a brand and then go to them and be like, Hey, love what you said here. Love. And then you like, you slowly build up that relationship. We get some kind of equity and then you can make your pitch and, you know, yeah. Hey, we can help each other out. Uh, I think way too often we're a little bit too eager, but that we just jump right in. Hey, heard you on Jamin's podcast. Heard you buy this. I got some of that. Come buy it. You know, something like that. But I what? think that, that doesn't work. Right? No, it's, it's weird. You don't get a lot of replies back. Not a great click rate. But I think like for the most part, I think salespeople could be using that more. And at the same time, um, I think for me, by like more salespeople could not be afraid to have an opinion and start a podcast. Yes. Um, I realize it's kind of risky for me that, you know, I'm not an everyday individual contributor, but there's a, there's a big number tied to my name, right? <laughs> and like, it's, it's still like, it's very important for me to have a, a brand and to be, to represent, even if, you know, if Paradigm is even listed on my podcast, people still know there's that connection, the dot is right there to connect. And so I think that you can, you can use yourself, maybe it's not monetizing from the podcast, but using the podcast and that, um, 
personal competitive moat. That's the, the Kristen left competitive moat that yep. I used to ask anybody at Paradigm. I use it every single day. We have so many pictures of castles all over the place right now because of moats. Mm-hmm. But the idea of like, you could build that competitive mode. Like here I am, this is what we do. And then like people start to reach out and buy. I've had, I've had vendors reach out to us. I've had clients reach out to us, prospects, people that want to come and work for us uh, because of not just what I built from my persona from the podcast, but obviously what Seamus built as well. Um, and that's, I don't think we use that enough um, as far as like, yes, this is my brand. This is who I am, but you should want to be a piece of this. You should want to be a part of that. Right. Um, I love that. I love yeah. that. And I, I think all of us would give a shout out to to Kristen Luck on the competitive mode because we've all had those deep conversations with her about it. Um, but, you know, the other piece to that is, um, you know, let, let's kind of take the example of that Jamin came up with, like, say he had someone from the Gap on who's, you know, consumer insights director who's looking to buy blah, blah, blah. That doesn't mean you always have to go out after Gap if that's what you provide. But some people fail to realize, too, how important their own clients are. Like, instead of looking for the next big thing, you know, how do I take care of my clients? And I think yeah. about whenever I hear something on one of your podcasts, usually it sparks an, uh, something to me. Go, oh, you know who would really need to hear that? You know, Tacey would appreciate that. Or Chris would really like that. Or, you know, I think that's a good conversation for so-and-so. Or I think about my clients, right? And I want to go share something with them that's of value. And Kristen Luck would also say, you know, basically make sure you stay in touch with your clients and having something that is not really me. So let's say I'm listening to, you know, diversity and inclusion on Z's podcast. And I'm like, you know what, I'm going to come back to one of my clients and say, look, I know you guys work in multicultural research, but I thought right. this episode was, Z was oh, so perfect. timely. And I just wanted to share it with you because I thought of you. Right. right? Uh, yeah, that's perfect. Not so much the person that was actually on the podcast, but using the tidbit. That's what yeah. I, I owe Meryl DeBrow a large commission check from like, <laughs> he had someone from Wendy's that was talking about how the Q, uh, QSR, all that, like how they do in their marketing and their, what they're doing with their research. And I just took that to the entire QSR industry. And it was, it was huge. Um, and it's, it's such an easy, reliable tidbit mm-hmm. that everyone yeah. can relate to. And you're using other people's equity and it, it's great. Right. Well, you heard it here. None of us mind if you use our equity, share our, our podcast. And also, if you were worried that like all of us feel competitive, we don't. So give a shout out to each other's podcasts. There's so many more. I mean, you know, like we've mentioned uh, data gurus. There, there's just there's so many MR podcasts. And I'm actually in the show notes going to list all of them that we have who have actually, you know, become visible and become vocal so that yeah. you can find the one that's right for you. Maybe my show's not right for you. Maybe Jameson's show isn't right for you. Maybe somebody else out there is. And so we'll help you find that. And that's one thing that we're approachable about. You can certainly ask us. And just because you listen to one episode doesn't mean you have to be a lifetime subscriber. (laughs) You know, maybe you could go through and do a search for certain categories or certain topics that are very, uh, you know, of interest to you. So don't feel like as podcast hosts, we're just thinking, everybody's sitting around waiting with bated breath for my next episode. (laughs) You know, Um, my mom doesn't really listen to my podcast. So just... (laughs) We're clear about, you know, our fame. It's totally fine. But you can see from here, we're great friends. We're great colleagues, but we look for ways proactively to help each other and to help this industry. So we hope this has helped you a little bit. Adam, Jamin, Z, thank you so much for taking your time coming on here and just pulling the curtain back a little bit. Have a great rest of your day. And thank you for the opportunity, Priscilla. Awesome. Yeah. Hey, well, I'm going to go, like I said, die on the hill, but collaboration is a new competition. So from all of us here at Little Bird Marketing, have a great day and happy collaborating and happy marketing. 
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.